the Augustin Hosinga show with your host Augustin Hosinga. Smack the shit out your bitch ass midget girlfriend, nigga. <laughs> Hello there and welcome back to the Agostino Zynga Show episode number 673. This is episode number 673 with I, your host, Agostino Zynga, and I hope you're doing well wherever this podcast may find you. I hope you are doing swimmingly, chillingly, and all of that malarkey. How am I? You know how it is. All things are good over on my side of the planet. All things are good over on my side of the planet. We are now what? five days i think since i last podded and so many things have happened since that last um event has taken place as most of you will be aware if you keep in touch with the local community the fight of all fights the supreme of all battles took place over the weekend featuring wings of redemption and boogie 29888 and it ended exactly like a lot of people predicted it would <clears throat> it acted exactly how some people predicted it would as you can see here taken from this video or taken from this um, screen here that i'm showing you regarding the flipping fight um many people across youtube have covered it so i don't really want to go over it again and again and again but as you can guess wings um was victorious with a second round stoppage he actually did manage to stop um boogie in the first round it actually happened in the second round which was a bit surprising considering boogie didn't throw a single punch in the entire fight but but I have to admit, it was quite nice and charming to see these two guys in the ring. Two people who the entire internet kind of, you know, takes turns to dunk on, laugh at, and to kind of point at as horrible examples of human beings, both physically, mentally, and psychologically in all ways and purposes, turned up and decided to put on a bit of a show for the fans. And you cannot fault that. But I have to admit, the histrionics and the kind of um people going overboard with the praise um towards boogie wings is a little bit nauseating it kind of shows you just how little you have to do nowadays to elicit some level of reaction or positive response from people doing the bare minimum just getting out of bed just being able to move your feet one foot in front of the other and just by turning up and embarrassing yourself in the ring you somehow get praise people look at you and think you know what let's give this guy praise and ignore every single instance of horrible manipulative um downright fraud level scammy stuff that they've done in the past and let's just wipe that all away because guess what they turned up to a fight where they got paid some of their biggest paychecks they could have ever got paid in their entire lives and let's not make no mistake these two guys would have never ended up in a ring if they weren't getting paid in the first place and i even kind of said in a few streams i think they were underpaid i think the 10k that they were allegedly paid as a base rate from um what's his name keem stars fighting promotion happy punch i think was grossly grossly um undervalued their value to the overall fight card because i'm sure they brought a decent amount of viewerships to watch it yes i know it was a prelims yes i know it was free on youtube but they did a pretty good job in terms of stirring up some promotion stirring up some hype for the fight card and getting it over the line especially for the prelims which no one 
usually watches. They did a decent job of that. But just their notoriety alone online and the fact that they would be able to spurn so many reactions from people online, I think they deserved far more personally far more than the 10k they allegedly got for fighting this fight but again it goes to show that when you're in a desperate situation you probably don't got much place to kind of negotiate and to kind of come from so you kind of just just take what you have to take and it kind of is what it is but i am pleased that they did turn up in some way shape or form but let's not go over the top let's not go make things kind of you know weird whatever and let's just make sure that we kind of just treat these guys exactly as they want to be treated because they've got a catalogue of flipping history showing really really bad behavior over the years so there's no point of ignoring that just because they turn up to a fight they were getting paid for let's relax a little bit with the flipping over hype but legitimately one of the funniest fights i've seen um you know two guys who probably don't belong in the ring um fighting essentially i thought wings looked quite decent considering um obviously boogie was absolutely hopeless um seeing him get punched in the face was quite satisfying i'm not gonna lie um the instances where his shorts came down boogies was wearing a wearing a pair of shorts i guess that didn't fit and they kept coming down and then he had to get them taped up i thought that was pretty swaggy because that kind of showed in a weird way that kind of showed in a weird way that boogie did lose, lose a lot of weight his shorts were so baggy that he, they basically you know from all the weight he lost that they had to tape them up in order to, to stay up i thought that was pretty um a cool little thing to kind of show that he did actually was doing something you know right along the way to kind of get himself in good shape but overall let's relax and let's take it chill um it wasn't that deep um it kind of is what it is those guys are back doing what they're going to be doing best and you know it only take a couple of weeks of goodwill and then everyone will be reminded <laughs> just how much a piece of shit these guys are and then all the goodwill will disappear we'll go back right back to schedule broadcasting but i'm not going to have this kind of oh let's forgive everything and make it seem like nothing else happened before let's just chill out with that one let's just chill out with that one and i want to move into this quickly as well this is regarding martha stewart regard being the first no what being one of the oldest people featured on flipping sports illustrated and a part of me wants to say martha you're 81 years old lev like go look after your grandchildren go bake some cookies or some shit or whatever it may be cover up please no one wants to see this but there's also a part of me that's also encouraged by this a little bit there's a weird proliferation and normalization of cosmetic surgery in culture overall. It's getting very concerning. I just recently saw this clip of this woman. I think she's from Bad Girls Club. I think she's from there. This girl who's clearly obese. She has no business getting any cosmetic surgery. The first thing she needs to do is put down burger or a couple of donuts and switch them to salads. She shouldn't be getting under the knife in any way, shape or form. And this girl from Bad Girls Club is going under the knife and she was getting a flipping BBL she was getting a bbl right this girl that was bigger than lizzo was getting a bbl and she was getting it in some shoddy place um she wasn't going it, she, i don't think she was getting any and no she wasn't going under i forgot what that term is called in medical science whatever it may be um and it was horrendous so that's been normalized for some reason people think it's completely okay for somebody that's incredibly obese um to go under the knife and get a bbl really and truly it's kind of the you know it's kind of god punishing you in a weird way if you're that obese and you don't have a bum naturally anyway part of the reason why you should get a little bit chubby is so that some of the weight goes to your tits and to your bum if it doesn't go anywhere along there it's kind of you know your bad luck but really and truly you shouldn't be focusing on getting any sort of plumping done to your boobies and your bum when you're struggling to keep your weight down but that is what's happening so if that's the case 
I'm okay to see that. Like, I, I like contrast. I like to have the opposites. So if we're okay with advocating for BBLs with obese people who need to hit the treadmill, then it should be fine for women who are geriatrics and, you know, in their flipping, literally, you know, on the last ends of their life at 81 years old to be gallivanting around on Sports Illustrated, showing the little flipping tatas out and whatever, and, and the granny Vey JJ. We should be okay with that, right? We should be okay with that because there was a point in time where the internet decided to sexualize Martha Stewart anyway and was trying to like, you know, act as if her and Snoop Dogg were fucking on the slide. So if that's the case, then you guys should be okay with this. You can't be grossed out of Martha Stewart if you were advocating for fucking Snoop Dogg for fucking her. If you thought Snoop Dogg and her were linking up on the slide, then you have to be okay with this. But personally, I think she should put on some clothes. I think she should go and behave herself and your time is over. And, you know, when your time is over, time is over. This to me is equivalent to me standing in the rave somewhere with some kids who are all under 25 and trying to connect with them and trying to make some friends. This is the exact same thing. When I'm in these nightclubs and I'm trying to, you know, trying to vibe and trying to dance and trying to have a good time, I'm trying to keep keep up with these youngsters and then I you know it hits up in 1am I'm getting a bit cold I want to get my jacket from the cloakroom and shit right or whatever it may be this is exactly the good this is the exact same representation of it sometimes sometimes you just have to say the party's over and this is a good example of it you had your time there's pictures of Martha Stewart when she's young actually let me actually get it up here because she was an absolute dime piece right let's not let's not get let's not get that twisted Martha Stewart was absolutely smoking when she was younger but she had her time she looked absolutely amazing for the majority of her life she still looks great now I just think at some points you just have to let it go you really have to let it go and just be able to live a life as an older person and be okay with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever, personally. But maybe it's just me. But I'm looking at this picture now of her, right? Is that, look at her. Look at what she looks like back in the day. This lady was absolutely smoke show. I don't see why somebody that had this type of run is worried about flipping showing out for the youngsters now. Just let it go, but mama. Let it go. It's all well and good. You had an amazing run. Look at how good she looked here. Look at these Vogue pictures of Martha Stewart like looking absolutely pangers i think it's okay to just leave that as it is and keep it moving but i don't think any of us myself included especially being a fan of the lady wants to see her looking this way i'm sorry but i don't want to see this i just don't i don't think that's appropriate i don't think it's necessary and i'm completely disgusted in every way shape or form please martha stewart let it go i beg of you but i am also happy that she's 81 and doing it so i'm i'm gonna sit on the fence of this so i'm gonna do a bit of a boogie and kind of sit on the fence and keep it moving when it comes to that but big up her next quickly want to mention this regarding um the ex-marine who's been charged with the choking to death of jordan nearly i think everybody has kind of spoken about this right um in terms of how flipping heinous this was and there's been a lot of conversation around it was the guy racist was he not bloody blah 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 at the top at the flipping the the kind of really sad conclusion of this is that both of these people were victims to the circum victims of their circumstances in a weird way and it also kind of speaks to the overall i think degradation of society because there was a time remember keep this in mind there was a time when some of you fuckers out there were saying abolish the police you remember that time when people were saying to abolish the police now see what's happening in san fran now see what's happening in parts of new york 
look what's happening when you talk about abolishing the police and you start making the police a boogeyman you start making them as fucking you know guys that are jumping into people's windows and killing them in their sleep when you start making all police officers to be corrupt crooks and heinous at their jobs and you want to you know reform the entire thing and have flipping or the, i don't know street wardens parading the streets and stuff when you start doing that when you when you're not criminalizing crime when people aren't actually going to jail for doing mad shit right when people aren't going like on both sides when police officers who are killing civilians aren't being adequately punished for it and when civilians aren't adequately being punished for their crimes this is what you get you get people taking things into their own hands people thinking they can you know lay down the law they can be some sort of vigilante whatever it may be and this is what ends up happening people end up dying and this guy, from what I saw in the video, ended up holding the choke way too long. If you know anything about um, grappling, if you know anything about jujitsu, whatever it may be, um, there is a, there is a point in time where if you hold the choke for too long and you prevent blood from circulating up to somebody's brain, you could essentially kill them. That's an exact fact. Everybody knows that, which is why the term of tapping and all that is actually existed and why that's implemented as sort of um, martial arts or def you know self-defense. But he didn't. He stayed on the guy and you know the, the dude ended up flipping passing away in the train. Now, of course, there's circumstances around that. The guy may have been drugs, may, may have been a drug addict. He had these issues. Um, he had a long criminal history. We know all this. But I think in general, both of these people have suffered because of the stupid rhetoric going on at the moment where people, instead of addressing and trying to figure out ways to improve the police that's there, instead of figuring out ways to maybe improve and educate people in terms of how to deal with things and issues and conflict resolution, in terms of maybe advocating and pushing their local you know, officials to improve living conditions, to improve the employment, to improve flipping, um, you know, safety and welfare for people that have might have mental health issues. What ends up happening is this: you end up having people being flipping, not prosecuted for crimes. You end up people having that are not being treated adequately for their mental health. You end up people having, you know, struggling financially to get by, and then they end up having this weird thing where they kind of cross paths. And think about it in terms of optics. Think about it in terms of optics. Like, how weird is it that this guy happened to cross paths with a black dude in, in New York that was busking, or you know, allegedly busking and going crazy in a train? This blonde, um, white dude, former Marine, ends up crossing paths with a black guy in New York, um, you know, trying to make a dollar or harassing people on a train. However, you want to spin it. It's really weird, man. It's really flipping weird. Um, I'm not saying, I'm not saying people, this is what I'm saying. I think Matt Guerrero is saying this. Is he acting like police don't kill people every day? I'm not saying police don't kill people. I'm just saying the issue that we have at the moment is that even in the UK, we have the same issue. We don't have a judicial system or we don't have sentencing that's, ac that's adequate. That's kind of a deterrent. We have some people getting away with stuff and some people not getting away with stuff. You have police officers who are generally, genuinely corrupt, who have genuinely murdered people, getting away with manslaughter, still getting their pension, still going back to the police force, being suspended. All of these things are happening in real time. So it's no surprise that some people would get frustrated and pissed off and want to take the law into their own hands. We have civilians, we have people in society doing the most heinous crimes pedophile did kitty diddling or whatever it is um and they're not getting adequately punished at the end of the day something's got to give and this is it this is what it's got to give this is it and it's really really sad it's really really cruel um i feel for everybody involved i really flipping do um and i can't imagine what that jordanelli's family are going through can you imagine what they're going through having to see a family member of yours flipping dying in real time 
on the flipping train like that so alone in that pitiful flipping circumstances rat infested trains with everybody kind of cheering on or whatever it may be like just horrible and then all this discourse around the whole thing in flipping social media it must be flipping so tragic to kind of deal with this is the guy walking out of the courtroom now or the police station sorry absolutely crazy man so yeah um r.i.p jordan nelly r.i.p all the victims um you know have to suffer off the hands of you know people's weird um fascination with creating these quasi utopian societies but not actually kind of following through the ideas in their head as to what actually um that would require um really 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 heinous man honestly i feel so bad for everybody involved in that situation but mostly for the victims so r.i.p jordan nelly in that regard and i hope some form of justice is done i don't know what kind of justice you know can kind of make things better in that circumstance but i hope something is done because that was absolutely disgusting to watch i'm not gonna lie absolutely disgusting um talking about absolutely disgusting and talking about things that absolutely piss me off we have to and need to address and talk about this issue regarding tom Sachs. unfortunately the great and the illustrious tom Sachs got himself in a bit of a oopsie doopsie um you know I guess in this era or the world we live in at the moment or in this type of society we're in at the moment, you have to be a quasi semi perfect person. If you have any flaws to you, if you have any sort of deviations from the norm, you're instantly going to get called out even more so in the workplace where people have this idea that the workplace is meant to be an extension of your home. It's meant to be in itself some sort of quasi utopia where everything is fair and everything is nice and you get on and there's bean bags and people giving you chocolates and shit and you have drinks on Friday and pieces on Thursday and blah, 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 blah. Well, the reality of life isn't that. And we know the fact that in most industries, especially when it comes to the arts, especially when it comes to design, those cutthroat industries or those industries essentially where they lionize and put on a pulpit the designers and the flipping main people involved with these brands and whatnot. It's no surprise that some of these people, whether they're male or female, become a bit megalomaniacs, become a bit psychopathic. And it's not surprising that their workplace, you know, workplace behaviors aren't essentially up to scratch with what's going on nowadays in society it's not that surprising so when all the stories started coming out about tom Sachs' studio and the abuse alleged and the fact that he was a bit of a tyrant and he would turn up to meetings in these boxes and stuff and demand a certain level of dedication from people it wasn't too surprising too surprising to me but the real real bummer for me as a fan of tom Sachs and a fan of the shoes and a fan of the studio and just a fan of his overall was that i was waiting with bated breath i was waiting with bated bloody breath for the mars yard 3.0 i had the mars yard 1.0 and i wore them into the ground they had flipping holes in them it looked like they stunk i was wearing them in the gym i wore them to raves i had a flipping amazing times with the original mars yards and i would say like I've always said immensely on this pod before, the Mars Yards out of every, any other sneaker I've ever had in my entire life, out of any other sneaker I've had in my entire life, these shoes were the one shoes that I got the most compliments from, from regular normies on the street. Regular normies on the street would 
stop me all the time and say oh my god where did you get those where did you get those and to me as a sneakerhead that's the best validation not from other sneakerheads who are whacking off on flipping pictures of nike air max ones who have tattoos of swooshes on their arms and shit who flipping always want the new one new one who flipping love everything that fucking nike do who love every single jordan who love every single new balance no those guys are boring right they have no taste they just follow the hype everything that's new and shiny they buy just because it's new and shiny but when a regular normie person in the supermarket down the street in the barbershop says hey i like your shoes that is legitimately the best validation ever and this was the only validation that i got when i wore these flipping mars yards and it was only it was only it was only flipping um rumored recently that this particular model here which may have been the 2.5 it may have been the 3.0 we don't really know yet but this was the model that was being um wear tested by a few people out there it was essentially like the mars yard 2.0 with a rubberized toe and some reinforcements on the eyelets and some different material on the toe box and the side paneling to help it to be water resistant there was rumors this model was going to come out again and then as soon as the rumors came out nike said nope we're not bringing them out because it's workplace harassment and then it felt like the apologies tour um run was going to start because tom Sachs need to kind of save and kind of you know um save whatever relationship he had with nike but i i think considering what's going on now in society they're just going to wipe their hands clean with him and because of that the reason why i think that is because of this recent update um regarding tom Sachs, and he posted actually on the tom Sachs official account via their story I might add which is another really sneaky thing that people do all the time when you're not really sorry instead of putting the apology in the notes app on your feed you put it in your stories so that it's not there later on right <laughs> and you don't and you don't get any, no one can say that oh you deleted it after the fact it's just completely gone so he decided to up upload a handwritten apology which is hilarious in my opinion because the handwritten apology is written in the same font that he writes um in general like that same design font that he has right the tom sack design studio font and it's written in a way that makes you believe he's not really sorry and i'm with him i stand with tom saxon not being sorry i stand with tom saxon the um having permission to throw a couple of pans and pots at your flipping design students or design assistants if they're not kerning properly if they haven't lined up the rulers accurately enough i am really for it if the chamfer on the fucking so if the chamfer on the fucking you know prototype of what you've been working on isn't done to the correct angle i stand with him i stand with his ability to do so because these days in these design studios some of these design assistants don't be design assistancing they'd be wasting too much time on instagram feed on discovery doing fucking research instead of actually drafting up prototypes going to buy more buy going to buy more mdf right and actually get into fucking work that's what they should be doing so i don't see any point in it but if you're looking at it from a point of view of like oh you need to apologize and own up to this mistake let's make one thing for certain when you go and you upload a flipping handwritten apology in the font that you usually do all your designs in and you post on instagram stories you are definitely not sorry let's just say that anyway let's read you up the, the apology courtesy of tom Sachs. it says update these past few months have been at a time of overdue reflection a time of overdue reflection it's been painful but vital you know what this kind of reminds me of this motherfucker writes at ian connor do you know ian connor right the stylist guy he's got this way of writing i don't know if he's like dyslexic i don't know if he's just redacted but he writes so bizarre like the grammar's all over the place it's all uppercases and shit it's just strange i don't know if it's like a 
it's like him talking in slang or if it's him just not giving a fuck about the English language is like kind of cool but he kind of sounds like Ian Connor like you don't really know where shit's going but you're gonna try and kind of pass it together right let's just continue anyway man writes like how flipping Floyd Mayweather spells right anyway let's continue it says I deeply regret that anyone um ever felt less than supported safe and fulfilled within my studio but it's clear that some people did (laughs) so some of you motherfuckers felt sad and felt unsupported because you're sad and unsupported but some of you didn't so leave me alone i get it as our business grew at a rapid pace and cultural norms progressed we did not take the necessary time or professionalize our operations i wish i had prioritized this decade ago i am laser focused on it now so essentially he's saying it's your fault it's society's fault for changing not for me being a tyrant i am not fucking kim jong-un in this design studio it's your fault for you guys being too redacted and too lily-livered and too p-worded not to be able to kind of withstand my pressures that i put on these design people it's actually society's fault that's what he's basically saying he's not saying it's anything that he done wrong it's society's fault society needs to kind of fix up suck it up and be okay with him and his wife sending their flipping design students off to Irwan to buy a particular fucking green smoothie for their fucking dog that's what he's basically saying it continues but to be clear over my 30 year career this is essentially the the career version of like i have black friends right but to be clear over my 30 year career i have never harassed anyone or tried to make anyone feel uncomfortable i love that right that refusal to take any accountability you may say i made you feel uncomfortable but it's all in your head i did nothing wrong you may say I harassed you. No, I did not harass you. You harassed yourself by <laughs> by complaining. <laughs> Basically, you played yourself. That's what he's saying. I'm committed to building a studio culture that better aligns with the values that I explore and develop as an artist. My art and professional my art and my art and personal slash professional growth is my main focus. Signed 5th of the 10th, 2023, Tom Sachs NYC. You know what's absolutely funny about this whole entire thing? What did they expect him to do, though? I'm just thinking about it now. Why did he even write this apology? Like, I would have told people to fuck the. F- I would have told everyone to fuck off. You want me to? You want me to fire myself from my own studio? Is that what you want me to do? You want me to fire myself from my own studio? <laughs> I'm never going to do that. I don't care what you think about my workplace um, practices, about my working conditions. I am never firing myself from my own studio. Never happening. Especially when you think about. Um, you know the fact that those shoes i think in my opinion belong in the sneaker hall of fame right those original nike craft mars yards are belonging in in the sneaker hall of fame if you're a smart if you're a smart sportswear brand um ceo you're going to be looking at tom Sachs with the with the corner of your eye you're going to be watching his movements and you're going to say to yourself you know what if Balenciaga can bounce back from essentially having kiddie porn in their flipping campaigns, right? If they can bounce back from that, then Tom Sass can bounce back from throwing a couple of fucking rulers at flipping staff, a couple of rubbers, a couple of sharpies. He can bounce back from that, right? He can bounce back from turning up to his fucking Zoom meeting into boxer briefs. If Balenciaga could legitimately get away with advocating and pushing fucking CP, let's be real here let's be real and i'm also never firing myself from my own studio i don't care what you accuse me of it's never happening so it's actually quite funny that he got pressured into making a statement because who's he trying to convince no one really believes him 
right? We all know he probably runs a bit of a, a bit of a flipping labor camp over there in his studio, right? It, it, it's essentially legalized design slavery, but because of the rep you're going to get, you just take it on the chin. It's all like working for Vogue and some shit as an intern, right? You don't work for Vogue as an intern and go handing and getting coffees and logging in fucking horrendous Michael Kors sample pieces and shit because you're a fan. You do it because of the clout. You do it because of what that's going to do to your CV. You take the abuse because you know what it could do for you further down the line. But in this day society, there's just, we live in this world where people are so mollycoddled. They feel like they need to be indulged in certain things and you have to kind of look after their feelings and la di da da da. It wouldn't surprise me if nowadays, if it's basically, I, I think it is actually, it must be basically illegal to do internships with no money and i did many of them i did many internship design internships fashion internships where all you got paid was your travel fare sometimes you wouldn't even get your travel fare sometimes you'd ask your you know the person that's looking after you um maybe the the, the head of the studio maybe the design assistant you'd ask them for your you know the the money you need to buy your travel card with and they'd ask you for a receipt no sorry they'd ask you to prove how much you paid for it or a receipt obviously to expense it sometimes they wouldn't believe you oh no this is not real or, or they'd or they try and wrangle around it and say no why don't you take this train and that train imagine proper designer studio proper design brands that are not willing to give you i don't know 50 bucks for the fucking travel fare and that was when i was interning and stuff so i'm sure nowadays it's unconstitutional you could probably go to prison if you don't give an intern some lunch or you don't give them a fucking travel card or some shit these people have it too too good but honestly for me personally i am really really distraught and really upset about this i can't say this any clearer than i've already said this um like i said i think those original yards were legitimately some of the best shoes ever in the history of shoes and the fact that we're never going to get these shoes again just because a couple of people in the studio couldn't hack some gentle design studio ribbing couldn't handle not knowing you know if they're going to get a pan or rubber a pad thrown at them every single day couldn't handle the uncertainty of working for a person who may or may not be a tyrant like i think that's just really strange personally i think some people just need to suck it up and realize what industry they're working in but unfortunately it's over it's 100 percent over but lol at tom Sachs for writing that handwritten note and thinking it was going to do anything because it clearly didn't and everybody's kind of over it because it kind of is what it is next on the list as well this has been an unfortunate day, actually. A really, really unfortunate day for the rapper known as Slow Tire. Any of you guys who are fans of his, I am. Um, I think he actually puts together some pretty decent albums. I'm also a fan of his live performances. He's one of the rare UK rap acts who actually doesn't perform with a backing track. So that always goes um, in my book. And he seems to be somebody that's kind of lived a somewhat interesting life, right? You can imagine him um, getting on it and becoming a little bit you know, a little bit funky and off stage as well, right? He lives a full life. But one of the things that I kind of noticed about Slow Ties that as he was ascending in his stardom, I started to notice a few self-sabotage risque behaviors that I sometimes know or that I'm all too familiar with. I was thinking to myself, oh, Slow Ties moving a bit mad. Slow Ties moving a bit mad because he's doing some things I'm looking at I'm thinking Slow Ties you need to chill out you need to actually slow down and relax because your stars are sending and there's going to come a point where you're going to be too famous to do the things that you're doing and it's going to bite you in the bum and one of the first instances one of the first instances that I realized Slow Ties was maybe moving a little bit crazy 
was when he got into that weird um, situation with that comedian, Catherine Ryan. I'm not too sure if you guys remember. It was during the NME Awards and he was super drunk, super fucked up. He may have been high, who knows? And he was on the stage on the NME Awards and Catherine Ryan a very popular UK comedian here and a host and whatnot presenter was on stage presenting some award or whatnot. And he was essentially, you know, sexually harassing her on live TV. <laughs> Basically, right. He was all up in her grill, smelling her neck, trying to kiss her and shit. And this woman's fucking married, right? Like, like with kids and shit. So it's not even like some, you know, some funky woman on the scene and shit. This woman is like, you know, settled down and whatnot. And he was doing loads of madnesses and everybody was really uncomfortable about it. But Catherine Ryan, definitely somebody who's, you'd maybe think has performed in really dodgy comedy clubs, doing stand up and open mics. Maybe he's got a bunch of brothers or just as, as a boss and she handled it like a fucking pro. And after the fact as well, I was super surprised that she didn't go down the route of like saying that she got abused and that she felt traumatized and she felt unsafe and stuff. She essentially forgave him. She legitimately forgave him. She was like, yeah, I'm fine. It's okay. Um, I accept you. I think Sotai made a public apology on Twitter and stuff. And she retweeted and said, it's okay. Shit happens when you're young and stuff. Live, shine free, whatever. And I saw that moment. I thought to myself, you know what, Sotai? If this happens to you, you have to take this as a warning. That whatever lifestyle you're living, whatever you're doing out of, you know, off stage, you need to slow down or you need to kind of make it somehow manageable. That's why I thought he was first warning shot was when I saw this incident. Again, maybe it's not too much and people don't really think anything of it. And I'm just kind of making a big deal out of nothing. But I legitimately remember this and thought to myself, oh, this is really, really, really weird. Look, see, someone's even got a video here titled Catherine's Sota Arashes Catherine Ryan. So that's my first instance. Well, things got considerably worse for him. Now look at this. Headline courtesy of The Guardian. Rapper Slow Tie appears in court charged with rape. <laughs> Honestly, man. The fucking... The, the funnel from like harassing somebody on stage to being accused of rape is fucking crazy, isn't it? That is just way... That's like that meme of like that um, SpongeBob, isn't it? F five minutes later and then fucking hell, mate. Now he's been accused of rape and he's going to court for it. Like, ouch. Mamma mia. Um, so Tyron Frampton faces two counts of rape in Oxford and is bailed to appear before the Crown Court next month. If I'm not mistaken, isn't he going out with that um that blonde singer? What's her name? Is isn't Slow Tide going out with that blonde singer? Um, what's her fucking name? I think she does like judo. She's like blonde. She's from the UK. I forgot her name. Her music is terrible. But I'm pretty sure he was dating her for a while. Maybe it's not. Anyway, let's continue. It's a slow tide, a chart-topping rapper who received nominations for Grammy Award and a Mercury Prize has appeared in court on two charges of rape. The 28-year-old appeared before Oxford Magistrates Court via video link on Tuesday, charged with oral and vaginal penetration of a woman without her consent. God almighty, those are words no man wants to see next to their name. No man wants to see this next to their name. Aura and vaginal presentation woman without her consent. Fucking hell. He spoke only to confirm his renewal name, Tyrone Frampton, and date of birth and address in Northampton. The prosecution lawyer, Adam Yar Khan, told the magistrates that the charge of rape was an indictment was an indictable only offence and the case must be heard by the Crown Court. Frampton was bailed to appear on Oxford Crown Court next month. Sotai was nominated for four, um, for, for best dance music record in the Grammy Awards in 2021. I didn't know that. Oh shit. The second album, Tyrone, reached number one in the UK charts that year. His first album, Nothing Great But About Great Britain. 
um, was nominated for a Mercury Prize in 2019 and reached to, to top 10. Sota's stage name combines references to his slow speech in childhood and an, a homonym of his abbreviation of his first name. So, essentially, this man has to pray that this is one of those kind of, you know, mistaken identity, false accusation type of things and prove it without a shadow of a doubt. Because even if he doesn't, even if he's able to prove out a shadow of a doubt, this is a weird kind of stink to have over your name. And considering his previous actions and maybe his reputation in the industry, because I'm assuming somebody like this maybe has a reputation that kind of, you know, precedes them. Um, so I'm sure there are other people who are probably going to come out and say, yeah, this guy behind the scenes is a bit of a wild lad. He did this, he did that. That's the main issue he's having now with this situation. I'm hoping it's not as bad as it kind of looks, but it looks kind of bad. I'm not going to lie. It's looking fucking crazy for slow tie um and again like i said i just hoped as a fan i really did hope that this occasion that he had this flipping really horrible cringy uncomfortable situation that he had with flipping Catherine ryan at the enemy awards that time i really did hope he would have understood how i need to relax and the fact that the woman gave her gave him grace pick up Catherine ryan for giving that guy grace because she could have really leaned into it and you know exploited it for as much as she needed because legitimately he was harassing her on stage like live in front of a fucking audience which is fucking crazy and she didn't he should have got that grace and moved accordingly the fact that he doubled down on the rapey the fact that he doubled down on the creepy is legitimately legitimately concerning like that's the most concerning part about it and again no one's saying just because you try and sniff a presenter's neck and try and kiss her and shit on stage that you are you know applicable to you know committing rape but the optics aren't good and nowadays in the court of public opinion optics have everything so the optics of you doing this with Catherine Ryan and then being accused of the R word, it's looking a bit peaky out there for you, my brother. It's looking a bit peaky out there for you, my brother. So it kind of is what it is. What a shame. You know, some of the people you look, you look at and you think, oh, you're a big fan of, they get accused of these kind of things. It kind of stains the music a little bit, but I guess it is what it is. We live in a rapey world, isn't it? <laughs> we live in a rapey world women can't cover your vaginas in your mouths mate there's guys around out there raping doing some madnesses um moving on from that one moving on moving on let's quickly talk about this because this is a bit of a madness and this is a flipping long long um long 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 article actually no let's not do this one let's just do this one actually let's go here let's say this so let's move on to this one this is regarding the great and the powerful um and the sensational and the amazing yay formerly known as Kanye West so it's looking like nowadays in society as long as you are somewhat of a linchpin somewhat irreplaceable right linchpin and irreplaceable you can essentially get away with absolutely anything and this is the perfect example of it big up yay big up yay so as most of you are aware, Adidas CEO has just announced that he will continue selling um, 600 million um, pound dollars worth sorry, of Yeezy inventory that are sitting on and plan to donate a portion of the profits to charity per the agreement they have to pay yay 15% of the gross sales. So after all that hoopla, after all that crying and commotion, after all of that, you know, anti-Semitism talk and he is putting people in danger and bloody blah, 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 blah. At the end of it, 
Kanye West is not enough of an anti-Semite for them not to just burn the products in a symbolic gesture. They're still willing to be in business with him and collect the monies, you know, pay them out to their board members or shareholders, whatever it may be, and then give him the royalties. This says everything about today's society. Like, if you are good enough, if your work is good enough, the, they will always come back around, which essentially means you can get away with just about anything, really and truly. He suffered, you know, in terms of optics again, he suffered maybe slightly in terms of celebrity friends and all that malarkey and clout. Those things people care about a lot. Your big up Hyde F10. Your big up Hyde Dev 10. Thank you for the $5 super chat. Um, What part of Manchester am I from? The same part of Manchester where your mom's from, brother. That's the same part, okay? <laughs> the same part of Manchester where your mom's from. Yeah, how dare you question my flipping loyalty to the great Man United? Hey, eh? how dare you? But thank you for the five dollar super chat, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> Appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, people keep bullying me about this whole thing for a while, but I don't care. Man. I'm not going to get bullied on the internet about my affiliation to Man United. What do you want me to do? Support fucking Arsenal? Is that what you want to do? You want me to be like every other fucking stereotypical black person in the fucking London and support Arsenal and Chelsea? Is that what you want me to do? And then you start calling me flipping names. Nig nog this, nig nog that. No, 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 no. I'm going to buck the trend. No racial, you know, term uh, intended there. And I'm going to go and support fucking Man United. But big up you anyway. Big up you, High Def. I appreciate the fucking super chat. Big up, big up, big up. Anyway, moving on. So um, this is amazing and cool. Honestly, um, I always felt like the reaction against CA and what his comments what he said during that whole entire anti-semitism flipping promo run right that anti-jewish flipping you know album drop release date thing that he was doing i always thought the reaction to it was a bit ott especially for adidas i feel like if all his celebrity entertainment people friends wanted to distance themselves from him fair enough because essentially all the agents in flipping the entertainment industry over there are from some sort of jewish heritage and whatnot and production companies i understand if it feels bad for business for people in the industry to kind of put distance between him and them right i understand that i think yeah will be smart enough to understand their position also i thought the corporations were a bit dumb because if anything because of how much value he brings to adidas and their bottom line right we heard from from the very beginning he was contributing up to like one percent five percent this was from like a new line for a heritage well-known established sportswear brand that said everything about how poorly adidas performs and how great yeezy was doing so i felt for adidas to go out of their way to completely end the entire deal cut all communication and really make a stand and put statements out i thought they were doing a bit too much but if we're being fair to Adidas too, it was a reflection on just how unlikable Ye was at that time. And you just imagine how many people behind the scenes he legitimately pissed off and that honestly didn't like him and wanted to essentially stick it to him for how poorly and how horribly he must have treated him throughout the entire time relationship with Adidas. So I completely understood that. But I thought it was a little bit short-sighted and eventually it would come to bite them in the ass because when he does sign for another big company out there and revive that brand they're going to be ruining a day that they let go of him but i still think it's encouraging news that we're essentially gonna get some adidas's back again from yeezy the only disappointing thing for me being a fan of the shoes is the fact that the desert boost i wanted aren't on the list 
So allegedly, according to this um, Yay-centric Stan account on Twitter called Kanye Streams One, um, this is the alleged unreleased Yeezy stock that's due to come out over the next, I guess, year or plus. So you've got mostly slides. You've got a pair of Adidas Yeezy 1050s, which are the ones that he wore when he was doing the release of Donda when he was wearing all red. Those type of shoes, if you remember them. He's, they've got a couple of foam runners. We've got a pair of Yeezy four foam runner V2s. Those are the versions that people kind of allege Adidas for stealing. We've got a couple of Yeezy 350 V1s. We've got another V2. We've got another V2. We've got a Yeezy Boost 350 V2 CMPT. Yeezy 500, which are probably the weakest ones. We've got some boots here, not the ones I wanted though. We've got these boots, the Yeezy 500 highs. And then the ones I actually want, the ones I'm really excited about are these. The Yeezy boost 950 pirate blacks and these i think were around the same time that Ye probably had the best style wise in terms of what I used to rock with the bomber jackets and those boots so if i can just, let's see if i can get them up here the easy 950s those are i think my best my favorite version when you used to wear these and these are kind of essentially they kind of look like duck boots They've kind of got like the duck boot type of silhouette to them, as you can see, actually. Let me get this off the screen there. But you can kind of see them here. They sort of got like a duck boot type of silhouette on them. So I think those were definitely some of my favorites that he, that he ever made. But the ones I was actually looking forward to purchasing were the Yeezy Desert Boots, which I never had a chance to kind of cop. I can probably end up getting them on flipping eBay and stuff after the fact, but these are an extremely underrated model, I feel like, in the whole catalogue of Yeezy Boots, and they're super versatile. They can be worn really easily and look really good with shorts and obviously with some pants and shit, bloody blah, blah, blah. And I was hoping that these were the ones that were going to be released also, but it's looking like we're only going to get the, the ones that I flipping mentioned, which are over here. So these are the ones we're getting so far, but so far so good. I still think these are going to sell out like flipping hotcakes. Um, I'm actually liking the look of these 500 highs here with the soles. They look pretty interesting, but you know, these are going to go crazy. People are going to go absolutely crazy for the pirate black Yeezy 350s. Um, Yeezy slides always do incredibly well. The markup on them is just insanely crazy, especially considering these colors haven't come out officially ever yet. So the fact that people are going to be able to get legit pairs instead of buying fake ones are going to be happy about that. Um, I'm sure these easy 1050 high reses are going to do incredibly well also because of the iconic picture of Ye doing that Donda performance wearing all red. Let me see if I can get up on here as well. Um, Kanye West, Donda, let's see, Donda red outfit. Let's see if I put that, it should come up here. We should see it. Let me see if I pull it up. Yep, there you go so that, that that was a red outfit that he wore those shoes in so i'm sure those are going to go absolutely stupid hard when they eventually do come out people are going to be all over them i do maybe anticipate he may maybe he may actually decide to put out that red um gap jacket on his own also because i don't think that actually did come out maybe i'm mistaken but i don't think the red gap jacket actually come out i think it was just um the black and another color but not actually the red jacket so that might be an actually um interesting thing to see happen in real time but yeah yeezy is back um we're gonna see them back out there again all that posturing all that moral grandstanding all of that getting out there paying council culture nonsense is over if you're talented enough that's what basically it shows that's what the message should be to all people instead of worrying about your instead of worrying about like 
you know, clout, instead of worrying about networking, just become really good at what you do. If you become really good at what you do, you become really undeniable. You become an incredible linchpin to a company, to, a, to an institution, to a corporation, to a brand. Sometimes the rules will not apply to you. Sometimes the rules will not apply to you. And sometimes the rules can be bent to your favor because of how much you contribute to the overall bottom line. That is what we're getting here from Ye. Because I think if anybody else in society, in culture, would have said what Ye did, it's over for you. It's a wrap. It's a complete wrap. But the fact that Ye, here's who he is, he's able to get away with it. He's able to kind of get away with his scoff-free. And he's able to kind of move, maneuver, got himself a new wifey dresses up looking like a bit of a tramp they're gallivant around he's wearing shin pads outside like he's fighting but he doesn't fight and shit living life you know sitting on really uncomfortable chairs putting out new shoes it's all good life is absolutely amazing so big up yay i can't wait for those shoes to drop i cannot wait for those shoes to drop Next, we got to mention this as well. This is breaking news, actually. Breaking news, courtesy of WWD Magazine. Unfortunately for me, and somebody has been a proponent and a real champion of pushing and promoting, um, you know, and uplifting streetwear voices, because I feel like they're unrepresented, right? <laughs> I feel like streetwear people of color are unrepresented in modern day culture nowadays, especially design, especially in fashion. So I'm always there championing them and giving them the flipping hoo ha hee ha, right? That's what I'm doing. And it looks like, unfortunately, one of our soldiers has fallen. Um, Bailey have parted ways with Rugi, the designer of Rude, uh, who they appointed only two years ago. I think he only had like two seasons on the belt. It may not have been two years on paper. It may have been just 18 months. I'm not really too sure. But Bailey have decided to part ways with the Rude designer and go in separate directions, which essentially means he got fired. So it says here, courtesy of WWE magazine. It says, um, Bali and Rugi Villasenor, Villa, Villa, Villa Senor, I always get his name wrong. Uh, Rugi Villasenor are parting ways in which was characterized as a joint and mutual decision. It's always that in fashion, unless you're really egregious. Um, they always try their best to make sure your exit isn't looked at like a firing, but it is a firing. Um, Villa Senor joined the Swiss brand in January of last year. <laughs> holy shit was the work that bad um the chief executive officer nicholas garotto under underscored the design creative contributions as well as his passion energy and creativity and helped to catapult belly back into the spotlight further rejuvenating the brand's 170 legacy through modern glamorous lens i wish him all the best for his next chapter of his creative journey this sounds like when you get those really big um, rejection letters from jobs you apply for a job and you, you you know you send your application off you're waiting for a good response and then they send you a whole entire fucking email with four paragraphs essentially telling you thank you for contributing no thank you for applying thank you for considering us but we're gonna go in another direction thank you but no thanks that's what it sounds like isn't it right they're giving him this happy um you know it's not you it's us fucking handshake which is which is probably worse just make it blunt make it two lines to keep it moving yo big up um high def 10 i appreciate you thank you for those 15 dollar super chat my friend i appreciate you so much thank you I, I will actually as soon as tiger fic is available in the uk i'm definitely copying it 100 percent. maybe when i go to the brendan shub show actually i'm going to the um, gig here in london soon when that happens maybe there'll be an opportunity to purchase some maybe i'll be able to get some tiger fic at the show maybe he's gonna smuggle some over in his luggage and we'll be able to purchase it at an insane markup at the show 
maybe that's a fact. I might have to put my poo shiesty mask on though. Instead, you know, in case I get a fucking C clamp, right? <laughs> in real life. But I might have to try and get some. But yeah, big up you, um, high def ten. I appreciate the fifteen dollars. I appreciate you. Um we continue here. It says here. Bally's Design Studio will continue to carry the direction of the brand forward until a new creative director organization is named. A co-ed fashion show in Milan is planned to present the brand's spring 2024 collection during the 6th Fashion Week in September. So the work was so bad, they're not even willing to put out whatever's left over. They're just parting, and also they're parting ways before naming a successor. So this is definitely a not amicable split for sure. Villasenor upped the brand's visibility by bringing Bali back to the runway with a show in September 2022 in Milan presenting a sensual, bold woman and followed by a sophomore show in February. He also added his own spin of celebrating the brand's storied curling boot by fusing unexpected Western details with traditional mansuring motives. He says, my experience at Bali has been an incredible honour. <laughs> I wish the brand nothing but the best of all the future endeavours and look forward to enjoying next chapter. Um, born in Manila, Venezuela, grew in Southern California, blah, blah, blah. In a previous interview, Greta told WWE that he realized Tap Universal was a bad choice, but you can't win if you don't do a spectator view. You have to look at Bali's past and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, one thing that he got from this, which I think is going to be beneficial, he got some fucking sick press shots. There's a press, there's an interview he did with um, GQ style and something else, but for sure, for sure, this guy got some amazing press shots from his flipping time and headshots or whatever it may be from his time at Bali. Like they went crazy in terms of covering him in all the right places and increasing his profile in that regard. So well done to him on that regard. Honestly, he smashed it there. But let's also be accurate and sure. This is definitely a clear example as to why going and flipping or no, this is why it's a good example of like holding up these fashion institutions or these houses or these brands up onto a pedestal for these streetwear guys is folly i think a lot of people in streetwear look down on streetwear especially the guys that staff designing it they think as if they're better than they did it which is crazy because i think it's the most accessible and most um it's the most accessible point of entry for any person to make clothes and i still think it kind of has a overall wider appeal than high-end fashion because most people can't afford that shit but you can essentially provide people on the street with clothing they can actually wear day-to-day -day, um with a brand that they can actually get behind with a designer they can actually believe in long term as opposed to a really massive corporation or brand or a house like in terms of fashion regarding and also i think just in general the sensibilities and the design and the flipping you know the demands placed on designers in streetwear and fashion are very different and walking you know going from running your own thing at rude which kind of rugi was doing for a long time essentially being his own um you know being his own designer being essentially freelance doing his own thing and essentially having to clock in clock out a job and having to kind of work under certain parameters and having to have a certain vision in mind and having to compromise all these things are things that he probably hasn't been doing for a long time because he's been running rude successfully for a very 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 long time so if that's the case i'm not surprised that there was some butting of heads happening but again i think it's this weird fetishization of fashion in general with these streetwear guys where they feel like they need the validation of people in paris or people in milan or whatever it may be that they end up going there seeking their validation and end up getting completely shitted on they end up getting completely shitted on disregarded disrespected and then guess what they end up having to come right back down to where they started from the same place that they were kind of dismissing and kind of trying to distance themselves from because that's the only place that's going to welcome them with open arms and i think it's kind of sad to be completely fair but we also can't deny apart from all that working working conditions type of shit the work was terrible 
let's not deny it. The two shows that he did were fucking garbage, like legitimately garbage. I find myself really struggling to try and give the guy praise and to try and cover them in somewhat of a positive light, but the work wasn't good. So the fact that he took the job was admirable. The fact that he was hired for the role, the fact that the guys over at Bally would be so bold to choose somebody like that to lead their reinvention and to hope that he could zazavavavum and flipping, you know, bring them back into modernity was amazing. But let's not, you know, cut to the chase here. The work was absolutely terrible. It was kind of mediocre. It kind of flat to deceive. And it's no surprise and just off long on the work itself that that's why it kind of failed. But if you look at the guy's Twitter account and you look at his feed, he's letting off. He's letting people know that this wasn't mutual. <laughs> he's letting them know that this wasn't mutual. He wasn't happy in the slightest and he's letting it off. And it also shows that maybe he didn't sign an NDA, which is really interesting. It says here, um, his latest tweet, be casual, have full control of your action and your destiny. So I think this is a bit of a sub at Bali. Um, there's another tweet here, which features a screenshot of LeBron talking about the time that he went to the heat. I'm not too sure what the meaning around that is. Um, there's another tweet here that says this is more of a, this more this is more clarity. So this whole mutual consent thing is gone. It's important for the future and the kids that I'm paving way for to for to have a proper roadmap for them to have a proper roadmap, I guess that leads them to proper enterprise value. Always focus on what you own and build the world you wish you have. Never compromise your values or culture for anything. I think this is a bit rich because when he got the job, he was flexing as if like, you know, he finally made it, but I thought he made it anyway by building rude to be what it was now. The fact that he made it now recently, I saw Rude do a collaboration with Lamborghini. Again, I think all car collab merch is fucking awful. But still, the fact that his brand is in a position to do a collab with Lamborghini just shows how much it's, it's kind of grown and how successful and how well established and how well regarded it is. So he's already won in my book by doing that. But he that wasn't enough. He needed the validation of fashion. And now finally they, you know, and now, you know, unfortunately they're flipping, not finally, but unfortunately they fire him. And now suddenly, you know, it's all like, oh, never compromise your vision, create the world that you need, bloody blah, blah, blah. Where was all this talk when they were offering the job? Maybe stick to your guns and just do the thing that you're doing instead of fetishizing and holding up these fashion people as, you know, better than when essentially they don't understand what you're about. Um, it continues here, more tweets here. Again, this gives you an indi indication because, again, look for his Twitter as well because he's very, you know, he's 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 on social a lot and there's not a lot of promotion of Bally products on his social media. There's a lot of his own shit, but not a lot of it on Bally's. You know what I mean? Even, I think the bio's been updated already, hasn't it? Has the bio been updated? Yeah, the bio's already been updated. Founder of Rude, founder of RUH by Zara. So the Bally Association is already gone quickly, sharply. Um, he continues, yes, says never compromise your vision or your values. Never, ever. This is in May before the firing has been, no, May 12th before the firing has been finalized. I'm assuming it may have happened somewhere around here. You can give them your juice, but never let them take your source. So for sure, this around this time, something must have happened. <laughs> Another one here, May 10th. Urgency is really the, 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 the defense maker on who gets the shit accomplished. What else we got here? We got another one. I've got to get back to the States. So he was already hating it. Maybe he was a bit homesick. 
another picture here of <laughs> okay this is a thing i don't know but yeah i love the way you make me feel maybe this is a bally one yeah i think this is a bally image so there wasn't a lot of bally promotion um on his social media feed and he was given the feelings that he kind of wasn't vibing or liking it so we can assume reading between the lines the ped honchos at bally were basically trying to give him some notes on what to do in designs they'll maybe giving him some notes on what he should do in terms of color palettes and what he's in terms of shows maybe telling him to tone it down with the blacks right or with the hip-hops i don't know what they wanted right <laughs> something really maybe you want to miss and that's why the flipping collaboration ended but again like i said the work wasn't the greatest um i think and i think in general maybe the the expectation levels maybe didn't match and maybe the flipping demands that were placed on him he probably wasn't that aware of being you know out of flipping working under the farm of a corporation or underneath somebody working on his own for so long that probably took some getting used to and again it's another example as to why overall i think streetwear guys should honor and should put the fact that they have a popping successful brand in streetwear that's selling out that's doing well that's got a fan base is really 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 um something to be kind of heralded and really held up you know in its own regard it's just as good as having a runway show you know subscribing to the fucking fashion calendar in the first place is the most anti-punk thing you can do in this in you know in general anyway it's not really counterculture in the slightest kind of acquiescing to them and going to their showrooms and kissing the ring and wanting to get into their fucking magazines and having girls flipping you know wear your t-shirts and stand on skateboards and stuff that's not street right that's fucking lame in my humble and personal opinion and obviously he will go on to do amazing things in the future i'm sure of it but this for sure wasn't amicable this for sure wasn't a, you know a mutually beneficial decision it for sure was them butting heads and not being on the same wavelength and eventually bally got his i mean rugi got his wish he's back in the u.s now no more hanging out in switzerland and wherever else he was i think it's Switzerland where bally's headquarters are none of that association with hitler as well that's a good one right none of that hitler ss association because if you google bally and you google nazi it gets a bit freaky out there in the streets so big up rugi for this himself from that group of people nobody needs that smoke nobody needs that bally nazi hitler smoke mate it's not enough mate they can't pay you enough to have that association on your jacket i utterly <laughs> utterly implore you to leave as soon as possible anyway that has been the excellent Zinger show episode number 673 um this is a quick one i had to do because i am off to the cinemas actually to go watch guardians of the galaxy which i will be updating and reviewing later on in a in another episode so if you want to have my opinion regarding guardians of the galaxy please tune back in later tonight there will be another stream where i will be pre where i'll be updating and reviewing everything regarding it so please do that um big up the chat big up everybody that's hanging in there i appreciate every single one of you it's been a pleasure to have your time and your company and i'll see you all again very very soon take care be well peace
angels, dancing in the deepest ocean, the sea. 